It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Inside Texas's publisher, Eric Nolene. Eric, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bobby. How's it going? Good. This is our weekly segment called State of the Program. Uh, Eric uh, is uniquely, uniquely qualified to really talk about all aspects of the Longhorns, uh, from insider notes on uh, practice and scrimmages uh, to recruiting as well. He kind of uh, oversees it all a little bit uh, and uh, talks about it all. Uh, let's start with the most interesting news of the last 24 hours, at least in my opinion, Ajay Hall, uh, the wide receiver from Bama, uh, pledges to Texas. Uh, puts out a post on uh, social media last night. He's going to be a Longhorn. What's your overall thought on that uh, pledge and what Texas has done in the portal thus far? Yeah, he's another indicator that Steve Sarkeesian is trying to uh, increase the overall ceiling of the program talent-wise, you know, and that's what he is. He's a, he's a high-ceiling player, uh, maybe not the best floor, uh, but, you know, they need to get more dangerous overall, a guy that can play, uh, change the complexion of a game with one play but really a guy who uh, makes scheming easier because he's going to draw attention on the outside because of uh, how, how much of a deep threat he is. He's a vertical threat for sure. Uh, he might end up being the best vertical threat on the campus, and that's kind of crazy to say because of uh, Isaiah Nayer's touchdown to, to, to catch ratio last year. And, and then, uh, of course, I, Xavier Worthy. He's not as well-rounded as those other two as of yet, uh, but create a little space for him or, or he'll create space for you just by uh, by drawing attention. He, he is uh... – He's that long strider, got a chance to – I mean, you, you said he, he, he kind of like ran like Bambi, you know, just like a deer almost. Um, uh, the thing that I would, I would say, and, and I wrote about this morning on Inside Texas, is, you know, I, I think you said they're trying to get more dangerous. I said they're trying to – Steve Sarkeesian is not going to go to, into a gunfight with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally right. um, trying to find some people that he thinks he can win with. And, and so whether or not – uh, the people in Tuscaloosa who have, um, you know, pointed to uh, Ajay Hall as a either a problem or something like that. Regardless, they don't deny his athletic ability or his ability to get open, uh, right. per se. So we'll see how that goes and how, how that goes at, uh, around. Texas still involved in, with others in the portal. Um, O'Shawn Mathis, the defensive end from uh, TCU, there's no change there to your knowledge, right? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I think we were on the show last week or whenever it was, uh, you know, saying we're pretty confident on both a Jai Hall and a Sean Mathis. So if, if uh, that one sticks to form, then Texas should be in good shape there. Uh, we're kind of hearing very similar things regarding those two, that, that Texas is in the pole position. Texas still uh, also recruiting uh, Caleb Johnson, linebacker out of uh, UCLA uh, by way of Fullerton College and actually played three games at Texas his sophomore year. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Texas still could be looking for a safety, we think, in the portal. And if, yeah. if the right offensive lineman came along, they may be looking for him. We saw that with Amarius Mims, who ended up sticking at Georgia as well. Um, Eric, how is uh, – let, let's, let's change up a little bit here and now go to, to high school recruiting. How do you see the Longhorns doing on the high school level right now? 
Uh, to me, it's all about positioning and, and being able to pounce on your top priorities uh, as soon as you're ready to identify them. You know, the next couple of weeks are, are going to be uh, heavy on evaluation, in-person evaluation. They'll hit the road and their board is probably going to be shifting uh, and changing shape, you know, throughout the next couple of weeks, uh, it, probably into June, actually. I don't think we'll have a clear idea of who the who the real summer priorities are. Uh, until until early June, mid June, and, and even through some of those official visits, you know, we'll start getting an idea who's going to be on campus. But uh, we still might not know until uh, until it's time for them to to start taking and pushing for commitments. It's going to be interesting to see. For those that don't follow recruit recruiting heavily, uh, April and May are evaluation periods for high school athletes, so the co college coaches can actually go on campus and see the kids work out in spring practice. And so they'll get to see a, a, a wide, they've got a, a group of wide receivers right now that Texas likes. Uh, they'll get to, to, to evaluate them against one another, essentially on a day-by-day -day basis. So you're, that's what Eric is talking about when he's saying it'll, it'll kind of wash out a little bit and that you'll get a sense for that. Um, Eric, uh, of course, uh, one name that always, they don't, you don't have to worry about actually vetting him out because you know Texas wants him is Arch Manning. Um, where is, where is Texas in that recruitment? How do you feel like it's going? Uh, you know, I, I was expecting, or at least thinking is highly likely that he would have, uh, you know, make two April visits to Texas right now. It looks like only one, his teammate, Will Randall will be on campus this Saturday, or actually it'll be on campus Friday. Uh, but th the main attraction for him, of course, is a spring game. I'm not sure that really breaks Texas's heart, uh, because there's just going to be so much going on with, with, uh, the spring game. And I think uh, anytime Manning's on campus, it draws a lot of attention, justifiably so. Um, so yeah, I, I think that one's going to play out into uh, June, and I like UT's chances. You know, I, I I don't think Bama is as big of a threat as as people have said. I've maintained that for a month or two now. Uh, I think Georgia kind of took their place as the the number one uh, competition between Texas and uh, for Arch. Uh, moving on to the team right now, uh, closed practice yesterday, but you were able to get some insider notes and nuggets up. Um, what, what were the overriding thoughts on, on what you heard yesterday from uh, scrimmage? Or well, we from posted, practice, excuse me. Yeah, we, we posted Jaron Thompson had a strong scrimmage on Saturday, and that, that bore out on uh, Tuesday as he ran with the number one uh, defense at, uh, at field safety. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's just going to be an interesting battle well in August. You know, there's a lot of excitement around Keaton Crawford making that jump, but it's, I think maybe, maybe Sark started throwing some more things out there and his head started swimming a little bit more. Uh, Jaron Thompson is a smart football player. Um, He's not. He's known to, to to know pretty much the whole defense, not just the secondary duties. So there might be a little more stability back there with Jaron at this time. Maybe not as much athletic upside. And then there's JD Coffee. So that's going to be one of those. Uh, that's going to be one of those battles that plays out well into August, I think. And and you know all those guys are going to play. They're not afraid to rotate uh, on defense as we saw last year. I expect all those guys to play. Michael Taffy, the walk-on, actually, who's best known for that incredible interception he had versus uh, Quinn Ewers in the state championship game a couple of years ago. Um, he's, uh, he's at second team nickel right now. Um, and you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> we've heard good things about him, uh, even before he was on campus, they actually made a room within the walk-on program to make sure they could get him. Uh, and he looks like he belongs. He's definitely competitive. Um, and you know, I don't want to go into the stereotypical, uh, aspects too much, but he's a smart player that's in the right place at the right time. Um, back the other thing that I, I found interesting, you mentioned Mo Blackwell, Maurice Blackwell, uh, out of Arlington, uh, Martin. He's uh, now at the at the boundary corner. No boundary uh, yeah, safety. Boundary, boundary safety. I, excuse me, boundary safety. Uh, backing up uh, Anthony Cook. Is that correct? Yeah, he had a pick in the end zone yesterday. Um, 
you know, they, they really like his, he's an extremely enthusiastic player. He's, you know, he loves the game. Uh, that's half the battle right there. Um, and he had, a, he had an interception, interesting players. He's, he's kind of a bigger, he's on the bigger side for safeties. Obviously he was kind of a tweener between safety and linebacker coming out. Um, he's going to, he's going to play a lot next year as well, but yeah, he had a good pick in, in uh, end zone drills uh, yesterday. I'm not exactly sure which quarterback it was. It might've been card. Yeah. Um, which, what was interesting. I, I want to, I think when I think about Maurice Blackwell, one of the things that comes back to me is what Steve Sarkeesian said is that he is one of the best tacklers on the team. Yeah. Um, just well, able to get people to the ground. And if he's, you know, if he can cover ground, the, the problem that Sark said he was worried about was his ability to make up deep ground uh, yeah. down the field. I'm not surprised about the tackling ability at all. If you watch his high school film, he's playing defense from every position possible. And that puts you, that puts you at a lot of weird angles at times. You're playing from depth. You're playing uh, on the line of scrimmage. There's a lot going on there. So that, that doesn't surprise me. And then you kind of expect him to be more physical for safety, having that sort of a linebacker mentality. Eric, uh, I feel like we buried the lead somewhat because of the Ajay Hall news, but spring games on Saturday. This is our last, you're and I's last discussion prior to the spring game uh, for state of the Maybe. program. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Maybe last, <laughs> Who knows? last planned discussion on a, on video, unless some, commitment happens or something else but my question for you uh on in this is really what are the things that you're looking for on saturday that your eyes are going to kind of be peeled well i'm looking for individual talent to stand out uh, it's going to be a lot harder to maybe suss out uh schemes and cohesion in that regard uh because you won't have necessarily the the, the first team guys always playing with each other and um so I, I want individual talent should stand out. And, and you know, what, what we've written is that uh, all the highest ceiling players have had springs that we can tell that they're developing pretty much across the board. Uh, and so if that's the case, then that should bear out on Saturday. And we should see some of those guys with the, the brightest NFL futures should be the ones uh, making plays. Of course, you know, those, those guys might tend to be in, in limited action, right? I'm not talking about Bijan and Xavier Worthy there because they're knowns. Uh, but the higher upside guys like Alfred Collins, Tavondre Sweat, uh, the quarterbacks, um, you know, those guys should be making some noise. Isaiah Nayer, I would throw in there. What about the, what about the uh, quarterback battle itself? What are you expecting to see? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I'm kind of, I'm curious to see if they tailor the offense a little bit more in one direction for uh, for their strengths. You know, Hudson Card is uh, better at RPOs, but of course, Quinn Ewers is good at them, um, and Quinn Ewers is uh, better on the deep ball and maybe maybe uh, better throwing downfield uh, to the field side. But that doesn't mean Hudson Card can't make those throws because he has an arm for it too. And we've heard uh, Hudson has uh, been more accurate on the deep ball. So, but I do want to see if they take more shots with Quinn or if they run more RPOs with Hudson, just to see if there's anything uh, to that sort of uh, theory that they're gonna, if one is the starter, they'll they'll, they'll move the offense in one direction uh, as opposed to the other. Hudson take the first snap of spring ball. Uh, he should. I mean, I, I imagine he will. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he should, should, as far as like, it's my opinion. I'm saying he should based on practices and, and stuff like that. I know Quinn is, is, uh, 
you know, Quinn has turned it into a real competition, which I think a lot of people expected. Um, but I don't think he's, you know, you, you still, if you still defer to the uh, elder statesman at this time. I've got two pieces that I wanted to mention uh, and get your takes on them. Offensive line. I really want to see how they hold up, not necessarily in the run game, um, I, I, more in pass protection. Like, are they yeah. getting beat by simple moves by not necessarily highly athletic plays, but just, just cohesiveness and ability. Yeah. Um, and particularly if we do see Hayden Connor at left tackle, Cole Hudson at right guard, like we've been thinking, or left guard, excuse me, uh, what does that look like in the absence of Andre Kerich? Um, and then on defense, it's, it's a couple things. It's pass rush. Um, look, Texas doesn't have a special pass rusher unless it's Alfred Collins, in my yeah. opinion. And he's right. the only guy that really you just look at and go, oh, he could be a special guy. Now, Byron Murphy's a little different because he's such an interior guy, but he's not really a, a pass rush specialist at this point. Collins is the only one. So I'm looking to see if there's anybody, any of the new guys that might actually flash or say it's DJ Harris or who knows, David Abiara. I mean, I, we haven't heard from him in a, a while. Guys like that to see if they actually flash at all. And then the secondary we talked about, I think it's just cohesiveness. You know, what do they look like and how do they play all together? What are your thoughts on the on your what you're looking for on the O-line, the, the pass rush and the secondary? Well, yeah, I think kind of the opposite of the, the high ceiling guys uh, that we're excited about is the young guys that, you know, that's not to say they don't have high ceilings either, but they're unknown on this level, you know, the freshmen. So Cole Hudson, I, I can't wait to see him. I've, I've been excited about him for a very long time. I uh, thought he was quite underrated throughout the process. Uh, and I was happy they took him. It was, you know, he was one of their very early takes for, for uh, flood. So that, that to me tells you a lot. He's always reminded me of Hayden Connor and I was always a Hayden Connor fan. So um, so that makes a lot of sense for him at guard. If, if he's holding up at the point of attack, you know, we, and we've heard good things that they expect him to play. So I'll be looking at him. Uh, Terrence Brooks, can't wait to see Terrence Brooks. Uh, I'd love to see him going up against some of the better wide receivers and see how he does one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. That's You can get in these little uh, individual matchups where you're going to be able to see the talent. Like, forget that it's a spring game and they're not trying to show too much. You know, he's not going to want to get beat. You know, and he's going to, you're going to see everything he's got athletically. Uh, and conversely, you'll see it from whoever the wide receiver is as well. So that those individual matchups, I'm really looking forward to um, scheme. I think they, they'll probably you won't see too many breakdowns because they're going to keep it real simple. You know, they're not going to show much. So therefore, you're, you're, you're less likely to see them having miscommunication and, and uh, those sorts of things. But uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, I think on uh, Friday, we'll probably uh, dive into the structure of the spring game a little bit more. I don't have a great handle on that right now. Last year, it was a little uh, gimmicky in favor of uh, Casey Thompson. Uh, this year, I think it's going to be more even-handed to where both quarterbacks uh, play with good offensive players. And, and of course, on the other side of it, they're playing with the lesser uh, players as well at times. Uh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I, I tell you a couple. One other thing that I always look for, and, and you, you know, I think everybody does uh, when they go to a spring game, is what is just the overall talent level, right? Does this look like a team that can run? Is this a bigger team? Is this a team that's young? I mean, what are the, and I, I really, while the coaches probably have a feel for that, right? They're right. the ones seeing them every day. Fans and, and people like you and me, you can hear it until you're long in the, I mean, until you got gray hair, but until you see it, it, it actually yeah. makes a difference. And sure. I think that um, I'm hopeful that we see a more athletic team uh, yeah. on the field and a little bit faster team than what we saw a year ago. Uh, and I didn't even mention the linebackers, which, you know, it, we could talk for days on 
on, on that, I think. Um, one couple things I want to mention before we, we finish out this episode with, with the state of the program, Eric and I will be there on, on Saturday at the spring game. Um, we're going to try to all sit together. If you're welcome to come out, I think the spring game is actually free. We'll post what section we're sitting in on the inside Texas message board, make sure anybody and everybody wants to come out and hang out can do that. And, uh, we welcome you guys. Uh, the second piece is please consider a subscription to InsideTexas.com. Uh, that's where, uh, all the latest recruiting news breaks, all the team insider info uh, that Eric just talked about as well. Uh, we go there first with it and also talk about it uh, through the message boards, uh, uh, not just Eric and myself, but uh, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, Paul Wadlington, Ian Boyd, Joe Cook, uh, a host of us. Uh, all right, Eric, anything you want to end with before we get going here today and uh, get ready for the spring game this weekend? All right. Well, it's the last week of our promotion. So, you know, <clears throat> last time you can get that uh, dollar offer for four months. So it's uh, pretty unbeatable. Uh, if you don't like it, don't come back. It's, it's you know, it's, 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 that's, that's the beauty of the free market. You know, it's only a dollar investment. You can cancel easily if you want to. I don't think you're going to want to, uh, but just give us a chance. Uh, you know, this is a, I think, I think Bobby and I are getting better at these videos, but I think I come across a lot better over the written word. Uh, definitely more comprehensive uh, than, than we are here. So, so give us a chance on the message boards and I, I think we'll earn your trust. I think we come at it from all aspects when it comes to the, to the website and the answering questions and the, the Q and a people are able to get. So, all right. Hey, Eric, I appreciate you, man. I'll see you. I'll see you. I think I'll see you on Friday for lunch oh, yeah. and then uh, we'll be at the game together on Saturday, man. Yep. Sounds good, Bob. All right. Have yep. a good one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.